0: Welcome to The No Normal. New Music Edmonton presents The No Normal, a podcast series featuring the words and works of creative sonic artists from central Alberta and beyond. In a moment, NME's artistic director Ian Crutchley will introduce the subjects of this installment of the No Normal. But first, New Music Edmonton respectfully acknowledges that this celebration of creativity was produced on Treaty 6 territory. Amiskwichi-Wiskygon is the traditional gathering place of the many indigenous peoples whose histories, languages, and cultures continue to influence and enrich our community. We further acknowledge that it was the indigenous peoples of Treaty 6 who established the principles for, and have remained exemplars of, the respectful and caring use of this land for the purposes of art, livelihood, and spirituality. It is from these principles that New Music Edmonton has sought and will continue to seek partnerships, inspiration, and learning. For more information about NME's programming and events, look us up on social media or visit our website newmusicedmonton.ca. And now, here is Ian Crutchley.
1: Hello! We are back, and we have loads of great interviews lined up for the next few months, featuring the words and creative work of an amazing group of artists who all share in common a deep interest in making art with sound. We're going to get things started this season with a feature on composer Sontu Alto. Sontu was born in Helsinki, Finland, and grew up here in Edmonton. Over the past few years, her name has become well-known here. She's won numerous Emerging Composer Prizes, and has performed as a cello soloist and with Jams, a string quartet dedicated to new experimental music and composed entirely of emerging artists who all met in the Edmonton Youth Orchestra. There is a really interesting stream of emerging composers here in our city, and Suntu has definitely been part of that. At home with acoustic, electronic, and audio visual media, the compositions of Suntu Altu to date have displayed a really stunning modernist approach. While nearly always putting forward external concerns as their subjects. In this month's episode of The Normal, we are welcoming back Suzette Chan, who interviewed Sontu back in the summer, just after the Jams Quartet did their appearance at New Music Edmonton's Now Hear This Festival. <laughs>
2: much for joining us I wanted to start with asking how music came into your life
3: I think I've always really loved music I've listened to a lot of music as a child and as a kid singing a lot and I started playing also music when I was uh, six started playing cello and so composition has felt like a very natural thing
2: what kind of music were you listening to and was it something that you were hearing from other family members or or something you you found on your own?
3: I've listened quite broadly. So my uh, family plays music. They're not professional musicians, but uh, my parents play music, hearing a lot at home, and then also just listening on my own a lot. And then you, you chose cello. Why was that? I've Think it has a beautiful sound. I don't know. As a six-year-old, you want something, and then it just feels like that is the choice now.
2: <laughs> and then, and you just you mentioned composition almost right away. So did the idea of composing music come to you early on as well?
3: In a way, I would say what I consider as composing, I've only done for a few years. But I mean, as a kid, also I've been improvising a lot and writing down some things.
2: Was there a moment? where you felt a shift from that kind of improvisation to something more intentional?
3: I wouldn't pinpoint a specific moment. I think just at some point I started doing it more when I was around 14 and I felt, you know, more in the role of a composer. Oh, okay.
2: If you wanted to describe how you feel as a composer, what kind of words or feelings would you associate with that?
3: That's an interesting question. I think I spend a lot of time thinking about what it means to be a composer and what it means to be an artist and how I am an artist or a composer. I never really reach a conclusion. I was born in Finland and I lived there for nine years. I also lived briefly in Switzerland and and I moved here when I was 10. Every time I start trying to define myself, I find this urge to try and break that definition and somehow go further.
2: That sounds like a, a setup for a great many years of artistic exploration. Is the messaging part of that? Because I, I feel like there's strong messaging or descriptions of the world in your music.
3: I think so, yes. I find often through art and through music... It feels like it's a very deep way or like a very personally meaningful way to say something that feels like a artistic truth to me. <laughs>
2: listened to your composition, Mass Extinction, several times now, and I really appreciated being able to hear it in person. To me, even the musicality of it, the tectonic shifts in the music had a lot to say to me about climate change or the environment altogether. Was that intentional? Was that on your mind?
3: Yes, definitely. About the emotional nature of climate change.
2: What inspired the composition of of that piece
3: frustration I think it was my personal frustration at the situation the world is in that there isn't nearly enough action being taken
2: I felt it I, it's very moving. the room found it was very moving, so i I feel like that was that's a very meaningful piece I also wanted to ask you about your piece called Superficial. So you used bits of O Canada and some dialogue in in that. Can you you talk about the composition of this
3: piece? Yes. So it's a piece I wrote uh, last fall for string quartet and electronics. It was part of the Mata Junior Festival, which is held every year in New York. And it was the Bergamot Quartet playing. So good opportunity for me. I wrote a piece where I wanted to make it audience interactive since I I couldn't be there in person, but I still wanted to feel connected to the audience. So I structured the piece so that around halfway through, there would be a moment where at the beginning, the audience would be given questions and some pieces of paper to write on to answer those questions or respond to the music as they're listening. And then at around the midpoint, those responses would be collected by the performers and the performers would start incorporating them into what they are playing. And one of them is reading them out loud and everything like that. That felt like to me, I could have a little bit more direct contact on what the audience is feeling and making the connection from performer to audience to performer again and to uh, composer. Uh, more direct. And yes, the bits of O Canada you addressed, I think it happens a few times in the score. It's very much satirical of the nation state of Canada as it relates to not respecting indigenous rights, recontextualizing the melody of O Canada and also letting implied the lyrics, which are quite racist, is something that I think more people need to think of.
2: I think it worked really well, and I think the title is superficial, and so there's a lot of superficial dialogue that you're using quite intentionally in in the piece. Now that you say that, do you feel that's reflective of how you've seen Canadians deal with some of these issues?
3: Definitely, I think that's one of the underlying concepts, is that superficiality manifests itself socially, politically, culturally, and also just like artistically.
2: actually another one of your works where you're going outside of being satisfied with just instrumentation in the work and the performance. So another work that you performed with jams at Colab is the pizza man is real.
4: Mm.
2: From an audience point of view, that was very fun because you, you invited another performer on stage and rather than playing an instrument, they were eating a pizza. I wonder, can you
3: take me through
2: how this piece came about
3: so I mean, from a very concrete point of view, I wrote it specifically for that concert. So we just like decided with the quartet that it would be good to have a like, brand new piece for the concert, because we had a timeline of other pieces from 2015, 2018, 2020, and then we thought it'd be a good way to get just some actually new music. I wrote it quite intensely about a month before, In a quite short period of time and then we also intensely were workshopping it together you know rehearsing it to get to the concert so i think that was a very good process for all of us from just being an idea to actually being on stage in a very short period of time
2: your guest didn't finish eating the pizza before the music stopped was that also intentional or yes it's fantastic because you hold your bows you don't rest the bows until he's done yeah that was quite fun. So thank you for that. <laughs> but I, I should step back a bit for their listeners because you performed this with the Jams Quartet. So I just wanted to step back a little bit and maybe just talk about how you became involved in the Edmonton Youth Orchestra and the formation of Jams. And so I'm, I'm wondering if you could take us through how that all happened.
3: All four of us were playing in uh, the Edmonton Youth Orchestra At first, it was just we were playing music together, just like at each other's houses. And that was a way to get to know each other. Then that developed more into us wanting to play concerts and play a bit more seriously.
2: It's called Jams because it's formed by your names, right? Jessica Ortlieb, Anna Blasova, Maura Clark, and yourself. Yes. So you've played with uh, different musicians, and now you you didn't travel to New York, but it sounds like that sounded like a very interesting experience. And you've, you've won many international and national competitions. So I'm just wondering if all this activity gives you a broader perspective, and have you been able to work with people outside, you know, the immediate circle? Does that help you as a composer or as a musician?
3: You can only do so much by yourself, just like isolated, but I think music is a very social thing in nature.
2: And so so was that was the pandemic pretty tough for you?
3: That's an interesting question. I feel like I before the pandemic, I didn't really consider myself a composer. So I feel like only in 2020 I started thinking of myself as a composer and just like sending my works to more, Performers and more competitions, so I think I can't really compare.
2: Th- that is interesting because the pandemic for some people it's a it was a period of isolation because of what they had done before. And in your case, you were reaching out and getting lots of different feedback. And and so what about now? What's what's on your mind musically now? What, what is inspiring you, and what are you thinking about as you're approaching music?
3: What I'm very interested in. Is thinking about multidisciplinarity, not only uh, having music, but also having stuff like video and theater, something more along the lines of dance. So I just finished writing a piece for orchestra and soloist, where the soloist is more a performer that is somewhere between theater and music and dancing. I've been working a little bit more with electronics. I did a piece for just uh, video last summer, and I've been getting more into that. And I'm also very interested in math and science and seeing ways to go somewhere in between music and mathematics, somewhere between philosophy and science. Next year, I'm starting a university. Also, I'm going to McGill, studying both mathematics and composition. And I think that will be good opportunity to learn as widely as I can.
2: Oh, that sounds amazing. A lot of people say there's a lot of connections between math and music for yourself. Do you feel that's true? Or what ways do you feel they work together?
3: I think yes, that's true. To me personally, it feels a little bit silly to even put borders. When I create, I don't necessarily think about, uh, you know, this is math, this is not math, this is music, this is not music. In some of my compositions, I've been using coding and mathematical modeling to make music or make sounds. Like in just this orchestra piece I was talking about, I used R and octave to make stochastic processes where all the instruments have are like different movers in a vector space following different brownian like Brownian motion for example, making these different patterns so that you can only <laughs> hear them and there is elegant logic behind it but it's not uh, a strictly musical logic. it's I think it is very fascinating to me. in other pieces I've used stuff like, different data sets or different uh, probability functions, different relative probabilities that a sound event will happen, for example. Or in one of my pieces that I did a year ago, it's called atmospheric carbon dioxide levels. I used data sets of atmospheric carbon dioxide levels from history and what is projected and using those to define the densities of notes through the piece. I am very much, I feel like integrating different disciplines is what I feel most at home at, rather than specializing.
2: This process sounds really fascinating. And as a listener, it just presents interesting results. The density that you talked about is definitely in that piece that you mentioned. I think it's probably appropriate for the that sometimes to feel a little bit uncomfortable right and I'm, I'm not sure if that's an effect that you that's part of your process or something you feel after the piece is completed
3: yes i don't always aim to make beautiful art or even good art just art that expresses something about humanity and the human experience isn't always positive or good
2: What I like, I think, about um, all your pieces that I've heard is that there's just so much terrain in it. You could be here in highs and lows and have all sorts of different emotional responses as well as intellectual responses. They're pieces to come back to, I think.
3: Thank you.
4: Thank you.
2: have any other kind of projects or questions that you want to solve. I work with a lot of physicists and a lot of them are driven by specific problems they want to solve. So I'm not sure if that applies to you at all. But you, when you were talking about the connection between math and music, that's that's kind of what came up to me.
3: I'm writing right now for a piano reduction for the Ludoslavsky cello concerto. I'm Writing parts for that orchestra piece, it's being performed by a professional orchestra in Finland in the fall twice. So I'm writing parts and being in that process. I just finished with uh, Pizza Man, so now I'm just, you know, making a nice score for it. And then I'm starting other composition projects. I'm thinking of a piece that is somewhere along the lines of something opera adjacent. Also, I'm improvising a lot and I'm this summer going to try performing improvisation a bit more because that's something I'm very interested in. It's like, how can I most directly just like be with the audience in a moment? So like, for example, I'm playing at the Edmonton Youth for Climate Art exhibition in a few weeks and I'll just be improvising to the visual art there and just like to all the people there. And yeah, in the fall, I mean, I'm moving to uh, Montreal, you're just starting studies and very much looking forward to learning as much as I can, taking what I can out of university, you know.
2: That sounds fantastic. So so on the one hand, you're, you are moving forward, but you're also getting back to your roots as an improviser from when you were a child, <laughs> Santu, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you and I love hearing your works and I'm very excited about all the things you're doing in the future. So I wish you all the best for all of that.
3: Thank you.
0: That brings us to the end of this edition of The No Normal. New Music Edmonton is a not-for-profit organization, generously supported by the Canada Council for the Arts, the Alberta Foundation for the Arts, Canadian Heritage, SOCAN Foundation, Alberta Gaming, Liquor and Cannabis, CJSR Radio, and the City of Edmonton. A sincere thank you to all our supporters and sponsors, along with our members, volunteers, and NME staff and board members who keep it all together and happening for New Music Edmonton, to the artists whose work is the reason we come together, and of course, thank you for joining us. Visit newmusicedmonton.ca for programming updates and for our streaming archive of on-demand digital works presented in this series. The No Normal podcast was created by Caitlin Sean Richards and Ian Crutchley for New Music Edmonton. I'm Oscar Zitbart.